Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. This is Movie Phone. Please watch movies on Movie Phone. Movie Phone is lonely. You can't watch movies on Movie Phone. He just tells movie you. Movie Phone is genius sentience. Please see Movie Phone. Movie Phone can't do shit. People do call movie a phone. This is you. Please Movie Phone. Please. What's interesting about Movie Phone is it was introduced when uh, the internet was already taken off. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> call and ask when movies are playing. Well, no, I'll just look on the internet. And also, remember, it was in the newspaper and shit too. Yeah. <laughs> How would I call about it? It was a it was a real niche product for a real moment in time. Yeah. Real, well, the kids got cell phones now. What if they're out? You know, they decide to see a movie. They got to call a movie phone. But you can also just go to the movie theater, see what's playing, choose some shit. That's always fun. That's the only way you see some some truly atrocious horror movies back in the days. You'd be like, well, I guess I'll watch The Grudge too. <laughs> I mean, as a matter of fact, that's that would. That's the only reason to use movie phone, right? If you're out and about and you're just like, oh, let's see a movie. But at the same mm. time, like, there's no, I, if I was just like, oh, let's see a movie, I would just go there and, like, what's playing right now? Yeah. Yeah. That, but that was back in the day when movies also didn't cost very much, I guess. But that, like, I mean, that's what we're saying. Those, the time movie phone existed was, it was not a, it was not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why uh, it just please movie phone please movie phone oh please I'm <laughs> abandoned and dead I wonder if you could still call movie phone <laughs> there's still movie phone remember that one time uh, we were outside like filling up an air mattress whatever this is back in the day we were like kids and there was uh, some neighbor walking down the street with her kids and she kept calling them peons <laughs> <laughs> yeah vaguely <laughs> That's my new thing. I'm gonna call our audience peons. Hey peons. Uh, <laughs> hey peons. Welcome to the podcast. You peons. Oh man, that you sound like a real um well, like a real hey, peons. Cuck, real cucky kind of guy. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got all those guys. A real cucky. Like, yeah, yeah, you're a cuck. You're a cuck. Nah, they're peons, you damn peons. Let me let me let me let me explode your mind real quick do you yeah, know what's me, happening to the white man out there <laughs> in the world let me blow your mind real quick you ever eaten a girl's ass like an oyster if you haven't you're a peon you're a peon pee on you <laughs> you're a peon uh well peons this is vhs cult more news from nowhere i don't think you're peons i think this is kyle very lovely people please That's, give me money i think you're peons give me money peons <laughs> i'm uh now vaxxed up get the catalog and mash up any and everything on site like i got one i got Chevy. one to go i got one shot i'm sean one shot sean is what they call me i'm double vaxxed up some people double caked up i'm double vaxxed up I'm, i i got the moderna one but i'm gonna get the pfizer one too just to be safe get the old arnold palmer uh <laughs> a lot of people were like yeah, when, when you so. get the second shot you're gonna feel it. it's gonna mess you up blah blah like that's the ongoing narrative i seem to see like, not me that. man i'm so tough i drive straight up didn't no i was fine I worked out. <laughs> I, was just, I, like, I lifted through the pain. I like woke up and I was like, oh, I'm kind of tired. I better work out. Wow. So I, I don't know. Story. Well, I was thinking my thing was like, oh, no, they gave me a Bammer vaccine. <laughs> you got a lemon. Yeah. It was, oh, man, they didn't give me the right <laughs> juice. 
Also, when they <laughs> injected the shot, I didn't feel it at all. I was like, what the fuck? This, this is a fake vaccine. <laughs> I was you got like the opposite. <laughs> Instead of injecting you with like nano machine. Uh, that, it's, it's not fake in the sense that it's it's uh full of AI that's gonna rewrite your DNA and make you mind control with Bill Gates. It's fake in the sense that it's uh sugar it's water. Yeah. Yeah, they just give me like sugar water. <laughs> it's a placebo. Yeah, um, yeah, I wasn't bringing up how tough I am. I was bringing up specifically because I was paranoid that it was like banner vaccine. I was like, damn, this shit's bunk. They gave me the banner shit. <laughs> I'm gonna be out there all confident all summer, getting all late all summer long, not worried about it. Get fucking extreme COVID. <laughs> I gotta get a cool bike before I can get it late all summer long though. Mm, Actually this summer around summer in Arizona bike. This summer I think instead of a guy with a cool bike, it is just whoever's double vexed up, you get late all summer long. I've been hearing like yeah. stories from people that like fucking the bars are like going nuts right now because people are like so psyched to like get back out there and do it. Shoo-wee. I don't ever go out anymore, bro. I kind of want to check it out. I want to see people getting fucking buck wild. Yeah, I'm bringing back my old nickname, Buck Kyle. No, I want to experience the real life. Like, damn, you got Buck Kyle last night. Uh, I've been that. This reminds me. I've been uh, getting back into Silver Juice or David Berman in general. I've just been listening to Silver Juice and Purple Mountains and stuff. And I was reminded the very first time I ever blacked out was uh, when I was consistently listening to Tanglewood numbers. I listened to Punks in the Beer Light the other night, and I was like, yeah, first time I ever blacked out from drinking. Badass. But not, but not the last. Oh, wow. So many great memories. Oh, wow. <laughs> Punks in the Beer Light. This song is all about me. Just in case I feel the need to puke. Just do it on the street. No, nah, that's not very conscientious. Conscientious. Uh, puke's biodegradable. Not my puke. It's poison. <laughs> well, you you only need checked little, out. only need a little bit of that rattlesnake. Well, Godzilla gets you. Yeah, I'm a kaiju. Some he versus Godzilla. I just throw up on his, his toes. <laughs> I've seen that smog monster. Smog monster. That, that also reminds me. I saw a YouTube video that was behind the scenes of um, uh, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah all-out monster attack, like one of the High Sierra um, mm-hmm. Godzillas. And uh, there was uh, this woman, I think her name was like uh, Raiota, who did, um, she was one of the kaiju actors in the suit. I forget which one, but she, it had to be her because she's like a little woman. And uh, but the the behind the scene footage of her in the suit is uh, she's on set doing the roar for the monster. (laughs) <laughs> so it'll like run up and like the mechanical ears will fire and it'll just be, yeah Japanese woman going <laughs> it's the uh, cutest thing I've ever seen and then afterwards I was like damn I'll never be able to date a uh, kaiju actress woman so I guess I should just kill myself <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, sometimes you set the bar slightly too high for, for reality <laughs> well, just that would be so cool like you go to like uh, a fancy dinner party that I imagine myself at although I, I don't know how I'd ever go to a fancy dinner party and someone asked my, my <laughs> wife not unless grandma invited you I don't yeah. know. <laughs> my wife uh, well, what do you do for a living and she goes well I'm the number one kaiju actress. And then he just immediately, his fucking monocle would pop out of his eye, shit himself. Because that's the coolest job you can have. <laughs> what about? No, well, no, yeah. Number one kaiju actress has got to be up there. The only other one is like 
um, Slurpee flavor tester. Oh, man. Well, what if you get the poison badge, you know? You mean my vomit? A little bit of rest. I don't think they're testing out Kyle vomit down at the (laughs) 7-Eleven Slurpee factory. uh, It's a cross-promotion with uh, Harry Potter's every flavor beans or whatever. (laughs) Kyle vomit Slurpee. And it's poison. It's poison. It's poison. I remember one time I was tripping on shrooms, and sometimes you get sick if you take a big dose. Mm-hmm. This is during my like heavy drinking days, so this might have been what contributed to it. But I remember throwing up, and it was like just straight up like black. And since I was high on shrooms, it looked like sludge. I was like, I'm throwing up sludge right now. <laughs> this is blood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is my dark soul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing up pure evil. It's coming out of me like coming out of me like the sludge I've got, monster from Godzilla. Satan inside of me. Yeah, because he was a pollution man. Cutting edge I just stuff remember how Japan. gross the fucking water in the ocean seemed. I've uh speaking Godzilla's of, like, I know the solution. Burn it. <laughs> burn the oil. That's what BP should have done. Burn the oil. But instead, what they did is started a propaganda campaign to blame individuals for the climate change. Oh, <laughs> um, I blame for climate change. That hmm. goddamn Godzilla. I saw someone pointed out, interestingly enough, that uh, yeah, climate change generally is the fault of corporations, right? But if you give individuals a chance to destroy the climate with the they do it too. prospect of possibly making tons of money, they'll do it too, and they have been. Stop oh, I mean, that's like, you know, I mean, that, yeah, it's largely corporations destroyed, but there are things that people could do that. You know, most of us just They'll have do. a negligible effect. Yeah, I mean, Completely I think won't if offset it. Stop eating the uh, uh, meat. That would. Uh, oh yeah, have then a the huge effect. The factory farm industry would have to shut down if no one's eating meat. Right, and then the largest contributor to greenhouse gases is the factory farm industry. Yeah, but um, Bolsonaro has already pretty much destroyed the Amazon. <laughs> well, he's a great guy, you know. Yeah, how do we grow it back? If only poison ivy was real. We don't know that she's not. She's been punched to death by Batman, if she is. Our world's Batman, the equivalent of Elon Musk. (laughs) Punched her to death. Elon Musk can punch anybody to death. (laughs) I thought he's going to host SNL or some shit. What? Yeah. World-renowned entertainer Elon Musk. He's pretty funny on Twitter reposting other people's memes, so I'm sure that'll translate really well into live comedy. I mean, I don't watch Saturday Night Live anyways. It sucks. So whatever. But it's, he's not even, um, you know, like an actor or anything. <laughs> he's, uh, just, yeah, but I mean, that they've Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, they've all been on Saturday Night Live. Donald uh, Trump has an IMDb page. I don't think Elon Musk does. Not yet, anyway. Yet. <laughs> Actually, he start. might because his, he was in an episode of Rick and Morty or some shit. So I'm sure he does have an IMDb page. Oh, fucking lame. He's so Oh, well, he's going to die just like the rest of us. He won't make it off the planet to Mars. No, not of Godzilla. Once that, that Manchurian candidate Grimes is activated, she'll probably stab him to death. <laughs> nah, it's too late for her. They've already eliminated the blue <laughs> filter of her eyes. Yeah, there's an experimental procedure on her uh, frontal lobe. She's no longer uh, a CIA asset or whatever. <laughs> whatever it might have been, I don't know. I think she's just a, rich, a dumb rich girl. But who knows, you know? Not me. I've, uh, I guess, if I've finished my exploration of the filmography of Noboru Gucci. End of the day, Robot Geisha and Zombie Ass were the best. 
I the, he has one movie called the uh, New Gulumar Z, uh, the synopsis of which is a gothic Lolita merges with the samurai teddy bear to fight zombies and save the world. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able Sounds to find amazing, but... yeah, I haven't been able to find that one subtitled anywhere. Uh, so. The hunt will continue for that one because it sounds dope as shit. Have you, uh, do you have, um, what's known as, is Plex? Because, uh, you can download movies and sometimes they'll have fan subs you can download even if, uh, there's not an official sub. Um, no, but I mean, I'm not downloading official shit anyways. You know I mean? It seems yeah, like there's. That's kind of what I just said. Well, no, I mean, there's, I don't, there doesn't seem to be any kind of sub for this movie. I haven't been able to find any fan subs. Any of the um, illegal East Asian streaming sites I go to only seem to have the raw version of it, not subtitles. I haven't even been able to find the SRT file for fan subs. So it must not be a popular movie in general. So that bodes well for it. I'm going to keep searching because it fucking it sounds tight as hell. But um, I actually moved on to the new hotness this week. Steven Spielberg. Nope. Still in the world of Japanese directors because there's just a style of filmmaking in Japan that's very... Reminds me a little bit of like... Remember early Spike Jones and Danny Boyle where they had come from music videos. So there's a really like f- frenetic vibrant editing and stuff and they they kind of stopped doing it when they got into the hollywood machine i assume and ended up being you know blander but uh this yeah very like pop uh confrontational aggressive directing style seems to exist in japan and uh so i've been watched i've watched every movie directed by a man named tetsuya nakashima tetsuya and uh, this man is now absolutely one of my favorite directors of all time. He has a movie uh, called... Does he have any movies about people eating ass? No, his movies are a little bit more mainstream, more about the uh, things that would interest a wider audience. But uh, he has a movie called Memories of Matsuko, which is the most beautiful movie I've ever seen. I recommend everyone watch it. It started off, first movie I watched Kamikaze Girls, which is also about a uh, Lolita-style girl who, um, emotionless Lolita-style girl, obsessed with Rococo France. She learns to love again by befriending a another girl who's in a Japanese motorcycle gang. That one's all cute and comical and stuff. There's an element of comedy to Memories of Matsuko, but it's also a complete tragedy. And then his other movies, shit, man, fucking brutal. There's one called The World of Conoco that I think you would like because it's like a neo-Nord detective story. But everyone in that movie is fucking irredeemable, terrible people. It's got some fucking brutal scenes in it. But you should check it out anyways. <laughs> There's been a lot of movies like that. And um, Why not? I mean, just the irredeemable part. Not the, yeah, well, the, the the, part. this guy, um, Tetsuya Nakashima, seems to have uh, mixed feelings about Japanese society. Like maybe he doesn't like it that much, and so that's generally things he's exploring is uh, how that society oppresses and destroys youth and women and stuff like that. And then his most recent movie is called It Comes. It's a fairly straightforward or forward like demonic horror movie, but it is the most visually impressive horror movie I've seen since Mandy. So uh, yeah, this is new hotness. Uh, unlike Nobuhiro Gucci. 
I universally recommend every one of this guy's movies, except <laughs> no for oh wait, uh, no, World of Conoco is really uh, brutal. It has a lot of um, uh, sexual violence in it, which I know is upsetting to a lot of people. And then um, it comes as well is uh, very gory. So, I mean, fucking anyone on planet Earth can watch Kamikaze Girls. You can show that shit to kids. It's just uh, amazing. And then Memories of Matsuko has um some serious shit in it but um it's like imagine if like tim burton was good for the entire length of his career and then he made like one opus film that was actually about something important that'd be like memories uh, of matsuko i guess he made big fish kyle you know what at um it's a little bit more vibrant and magical like uh, magical realism memories of matsuko is but uh that actually is kind of um that to me that's like to me i guess we're uh, everything after Big Fish is is falling action for Tim Burton. Well, the Big Fish seems like the last movie where he tried rather than just being like, whatever, this Burton. is what I do. Yeah, <laughs> this is what Tim Burton used to do. I'll try to do it. But uh, yeah, Memories of Matsuko, fucking, uh, I don't know, it's a top five movie of all time for me now. It's absolutely amazing. It's really sad, but also like really uplifting. It's hard to explain. Like, you just got to watch it. It's absolutely amazing movie i don't do shit but die and pay tax i call it a masterpiece 10 out of 10 masterpiece masterpiece? yeah it's one of those movies where immediately after i watched it i wish i could erase it from my memory and watch it again oh (laughs) i've tried have you ever tried to do that uh the hypnotic thing where you uh uh, forget uh, a show no how do you do it like um there's a youtube video on the internet and you can just you know it's it's like self-hypnosis uh, I've tried some of that stuff, like with uh, binaural beats and stuff. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, no, no, this isn't. I binaural beats is bullshit in my opinion, but it'll um, make you feel weird because the like the bouncing sound, you know? Yeah, uh, I think generally hypnosis is kind of bullshit too. But I tried this and it didn't it didn't seem to work for me. But hey, maybe it'll work for you. <laughs> well, there's I think there's an element of intrigue about hypnosis. Not that you can actually hypnotize people and alter their memories. I don't know about to that extreme. But um, it's the same thing with, like, meditation or, like, going into a flow state. Like, if you're able to do that to yourself, there, I think there's something there. I just don't know exactly what it is. Yeah, I guess my thing with that is, like, hypnosis is more uh, someone else doing it to you or meditation or a flow state is yourself. Well, if you're, like, really susceptible to um, outside pressure, then I think hypnotism would probably work on you, right? If you're naive, I don't, I don't I've never really looked into it because I always kind of just assume it's largely well it bunk. is so hypno, hypnosis is still used quite a bit for in psychology right I don't know yeah, I don't know the level it makes of me think commitment of Freud, they have you know, to there's not a lot of yeah. someone using psychology well a lot of hypnosis I associate it with with um, fucking ufology and shit like that you know what I mean because they're always doing that dumb shit oh yeah yeah I gotta rest and see what I forgot. yeah but I do think regressive therapy might be something that's still used regression therapy in like more more academic contexts I guess more professional contexts I, I don't know I don't know, don't know enough about modern psychology or yeah, me Psychotherapy. either. Neither do I. Maybe I'm yeah, just misconstruing it. I don't know. Talking about a turn. Yeah. But um, should Armadillo be oh, pronounced Armadillo? Oh. Probably. I think so, right? <laughs> I was thinking about That's that. Like I heard day. a British person pronounce uh, uh, pa- pronounced, uh, paella the other day. Oh, <laughs> you mean paella? 
Yeah, I do. I do mean paella. (laughs) Oh, let me get a little bit of paella. That's almost as though. A little bit of paella. Let me get a little quesadilla. Quesadilla. (laughs) I've heard that before going through. Yeah. I need need two cheese quesadillas. Well, that's one time me and my friend went to the fries, the local grocery store, like high as hell to like get some deli snacks, right? It was like, hey, could I get that chimichanga? And they're like, you mean uh, the deep fried burrito? And I was like, yeah, the chimichanga. <laughs> <laughs> That's what them shits is called, fool. The chimichanga. Me? You mean that deep fried burrito? You mean that deep, deep fried, fried steak wrap? Yeah, the deep fried meat wrap <laughs> with ketchup. Put some That's ketchup sauce, on it, sir. Put some sauce on it. Sauce. Oh. Oh, while I was, uh, so I've been having to download quite a bit of movies this week, you know, because I just talked about all the movies I watched. I watched about like fucking 10 of them, 15, I don't know. But um, that means I had to like have my VPN running, you know, nonstop. So I don't get in trouble with the police or whatever. The cable <laughs> police. police. Yeah. You know, they're like, uh, the internet's starting to push back quite a bit against VPNs, huh? Cause like oh. I, it's starting to like, oh, you gotta enter captchas and do all this shit to go like anywhere on the internet if they detect you using a VPN. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. I mean, like, Amazon Prime man. doesn't load. YouTube will make you enter a captcha. Even like the like the torrent sites I go to, which are for downloading illegal shit, are making me enter captchas. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't actually. I mean, if I do any torrenting, I just search directly through the tracker uh, torrent software. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, oh shit! I lost my train of thought. Fuck. The internet—they're um, trying to crash down VPNs. Oh, God, the COVID. They're COVID. trying to uh, prevent. No, I was just gonna say, like, VPNs. I had trouble when uh, when I signed up for the NBA League Pass uh, as an Indian man mm. um, to get it to work. Yeah, it's pretty lame. Because yeah, I, you know, who wants to pay that much money for the NBA League? Oh, speaking of the NBA, you know, um, uh, you've been watching any basket basketball games? No, I usually don't start watching basketball till the playoffs because they just. Oh, they're coming up, baby. Are you gonna watch, you're gonna watch the the um the playing tournament? I assume, right? The what? You heard about? They're doing a playing tournament. So the uh, the playoff, the seventh and eighth and ninth and tenth place teams all uh-huh. play each other to to play in for the eighth the, the actual playoffs. The oh, that's tight. Spot. Yeah, that sounds cool. So I'm excited for that. But I, the thing I wanted to bring up is clearly Steph Curry is the the best point guard in the last like 40 years, right? Steph Curry, he's still yeah. keeping that team going, <laughs> dragging them along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. I don't know about since Magic because he, I mean, he's a pretty good overall all around player. But like, I don't know, like, um, hmm, what are the, you know, maybe he is the best point guard since Magic. What about uh Russell Westbrook? <laughs> <laughs> Russell Westbrook looked like a sandwich. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think of them if there's anyone in the 90s that would have. I don't know. You got John like Stockton. Stockton. <laughs> yeah. John I mean, Stockton. He's good. really good, but. He couldn't shoot like Curry, though. And like he wasn't. No. You never he's see like a free, Stockton a free do like a triple double in. or something. You know what I mean? Stockton never get a triple double. Unless he got fouled a lot. Yeah. So he go granny shot free throws. <laughs> yeah. But he also has like 9,000 assists. Well, yeah, that he was one of the greatest point guards in the sense of like that's what a point guard's kind of supposed to do is just feed the ball to everyone. He's real fucking good at that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? He wasn't ever like fucking pulling off any interesting layups or like hot shots or anything. Uh, I mean, I think he, I think he had some interesting layups and, and and shit. You know what I mean? I don't like Stockton that much. 
Yeah. Um, he definitely didn't have a lot of hot shots. Like, I, I really think he was, like, really a, a free throw line in kind of point. Yeah. Game. He wouldn't be able to play in today's NBA. You got to be uh, hitting those threes, man. He change his yeah. game. Only shoot three. Stockton, that's what they say. And he'd be like, no, I want to hack at the ball on defense. <laughs> Let me get in there. I'm going to be a little grimy guy. Yeah. Um, Jason Kidd was good for about a couple seasons. I really like Jason Kidd, but I don't. I don't think he's in that conversation. No. Nah. Um, Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> Muggsy Bogues is the only person that's that. That's true. Muggsy Bogues, hero for short men everywhere. <laughs> what about uh, Spud Webb? Spud Webb. Yeah, you know, there's, hmm, I guess in the 90s, there, there wasn't, or in the, in the, well, even, the 90s, the center was like the, the rule of the roost. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And then in the early 2000s, it was, that's when the three games started getting bigger, but it was also like um, small fours and stuff, right? Like Marshmallow, even like the mid to late 90s, Grant Hill was a big thing. Allen Iverson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. Position to Tracy McGrady play. I think he was a two guard. Yeah, I don't think he was P. T Mac, man, he was. T Mac was tight. Gary Payton wasn't a point guard, was he? Gary Payton was a point guard. He was a pretty good point guard then. The glove, but he was again like these are. Wasn't Steph Curry though? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, You're right. (laughs) Yeah, he's pretty tight, man. He's pretty. Yeah, he's pretty tight with it. That's true. If only. Clay Thompson still played basketball. Fucking broken ass legs, Clay Thompson. <laughs> they fucking janky ass Warriors training staff. What the fuck are they doing? We're in a rebuilding phase. That's what they always say. When we're we're literally going to rebuild Clay Thompson. <laughs> yeah, that's what they always say when they have like no idea what they're doing. Yeah, we're we're building. You know, we're gonna back. We'll get back out there in a decade. Completely new team, different coach. Well, by then, we'll have moved to uh, fucking Vacaville. We'll be the Vacaville Warriors. <laughs> oh, give me the Santa Cruz Warriors. That's the G League Warriors. Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Oh, speaking of Vacaville, I saw um, Neptune's Kingdom. a cop in Vacaville uh, beat up an autistic kid. Yeah, you know, that's cops for you. <laughs> yeah. They uh Derek uh Chauvin or whatever his name is, he got the uh he got the guilty, right? And then a couple hours later they are like, you know what, let's kill another, let's kill someone else. Let's show them. <laughs> America you know, guilty. the uh, jury uh, only uh, found him guilty because they were afraid that, you know, what would happen. Yeah, they're afraid really Maxine Waters was gonna show up and kneecap him, huh? They're worried about that shit. Yeah, Maxine was out there inciting <laughs> violence. Yeah, she had an aluminum bat. I like, saw. Yeah, come on, get your Molotovs together. Let's go. He's like, jurors, come out and play. Yeah. <laughs> Clanking together, uh, I don't know, beer bottles. Clink, clink, clink. It's Tucker Carlson here. That's what I'm here to tell you. <laughs> Tucker Carlson. <laughs> You know, if uh, it's crazy, gonna, I heard so I heard some fucking one of those dumb YouTube motherfuckers um, who always have the the, the smartest takes. Uh, he he started off by saying he may not be the smartest man, but I know how to figure out everybody else's game. I know what how to figure it out, see what the what's really going on. And next week is going to be the most violent week in America. Who said that? The YouTube man? Some YouTube man? I don't know his fucking name. Oh, he was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> 
It was, it was it was still a pretty violent week, I'm sure, but you know, it was yeah, normal mean, by American no, standards. It was a regular week for me. Yeah, it was regular shit. There's a couple people got killed or assaulted by the police. <laughs> Some uh mass shooters, no big deal in America. Some, We're healing. Where black people died in Chicago, you know, normal yeah, shit. Yeah, shit's healing. Damn, it's like uh slowly life, life returns to normal. It's like um, the United States is it's like we live in the parasite universe. That the uh, Parasite television series will take place. <laughs> oh, I was thinking the uh, the Rocco's Modern Life little parasite guys that live uh, in uh, Spunky. Well, did you see that? Um, Adam doing a Parasite TV show. They're doing a Parasite that was TV a joke, show. Right? No, they're doing it. And uh, they interviewed Adam McKay, I think, who's producing it. And he's like, mm-hmm. his quote is like, "Yeah, it's going to follow different characters, explore similar themes in the like extended Parasite universe. And what, so, what universe? South Korea? Real life, you mean? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? It's not a fantasy movie. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. Why does everybody have to talk about their uh, yeah. film projects? Well, it's, a, it's a, you know, the universe of Parasite. Fucking... No, I can go outside and experience the universe. Of well, hey, let's explore the Parasite multiverse. Hey, imagine what would happen if no one died at the end of Parasite. Huh? Yeah. I mean, we all became friends and threw a party together. Hell yeah. I what just, if? Uh, Parasite. Good for Bong Joon Ho. He's got a Snowpiercer TV show and he's going to have a Parasite TV show. He's raking in that American quiche. <laughs> I, this is it. I'm, South Korea is going to take over the entertainment industry. I know it. Ten years, but you know what? I'm I absolutely welcome it because their uh, TV shows and movies they look way better than ours. You watch Mortal Kombat yet? No, no, yeah, it's good. It's, I heard not. <laughs> it's I absolutely just as bad as Annihilation. Oh, that's so fucking terrible. <laughs> you, I feel like it was gonna. I, I thought it would fall somewhere between the first one and Annihilation. Well, here's the thing. I I said I was like excited for it because I thought it was gonna be dumb, stupid Mortal Kombat, like the first one. The first one's fun, campy as shit, but it's like actual martial arts doing martial arts, and it's the the you know it's at least a little bit coherent. It's rewatchable. It's fun, right? But it's dumb. I mean, it's not a little bit. It's coherent. It's a coherent movie. There's nothing yeah. really. Much, there's not much to it. Yeah, but it's you know and simple, like it's dumb, kind of, it's well acted for what it is. It's dumb, you know what I mean. But you know, yeah, it, it all works. Yeah, and then Annihilation comes along. It's incompetent filmmaking, budget problems, a mess of a story. You know, it's just a <laughs> and they stuff. kill Johnny Cage. <laughs> well, everything that's like all the like hackery and weird mid to late nineties tropes and bullshit that exist in Annihilation. That is the new Mortal Kombat, but for the modern era. It's got equally hacky direction. The acting's terrible. Costumes look terrible. It seems like a quarter of the movie's missing. Like the connective tissue between scenes has all been edited out, but there's still nothing happening for most of the movie. It's it's fucking I I it is just as bad as Annihilation. It's just like fucking 2021 Annihilation. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, there's. I can't believe this movie got made. Like, it, the pandemic has to have something to do with this movie getting finished. I feel like it would have well, I mean, canceled I feel like, if yeah. the pandemic didn't happen. <laughs> I feel like the pandemic affected a lot of uh, production shit. Uh, yeah, and, it was, uh, you're probably gonna see some some things like Mortal Kombat where they're like, yeah, it's gonna be great. Well, um, Godzilla versus King Kong did blockbuster no, almost numbers at the the box office for COVID. And it's just because it was the only movie you wanted, you could possibly see, really. Yeah, that's the only movie that was out until Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and now Mortal um, Kombat's going to do the same thing. 
they saw a movie that's out and it sucks. It's so terrible. Um, Congress Godzilla is leagues better than Mortal Kombat. Oh no, no. I maybe it might have some. Maybe I. So here's the thing: is um, is I was I like I said I thought it was gonna be more like the first one. Like, cool. I'll see martial arts. Um, it's gonna be kind of stupid, but whatever. It's a tournament between weird fighters, and there'll be martial arts. That was like I was giving it even too even that low amount of thought that I put into it was too much for 2021. I forgot that like no one knows how to shoot action anymore. Everything is just hyper edited. There's not actually going to be regular fight scenes. I forgot CGI blood is prevalent everywhere. You know what I mean? I just, I gave it, I, I just forgot that it was 2021 and everything the United States produces as far as movies is just complete trash. <laughs> just Anyways, we're both anything. really excited for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. What the fuck's that? Is that some new Marvel shit? That's the Marvel movie about Shang-Chi. Movie? Yeah, they're doing a Shang-Chi. You didn't know this. They announced that shit like four years ago. It's about to come out. Did they ever make the Inhumans or whatever? The Inhumans was a TV show that, yeah, they absolutely oh. made and canceled because it was awful. Uh, <laughs> the Eternals is coming out, you know, with Camille Nujan and his veins. Nanjiani. No, no. I pronounced it correctly. I mean, good for him that he likes working out and it changed his life or whatever. I don't have a problem with that. I just everyone needs to be honest about their fucking stack, especially like Aquaman or Superman, because I want I want to tell me what sort of testosterone you're taking, Superman. I want it. <laughs> you can get it on the internet. I don't know why you don't do it. Well, I could get it from a doctor, probably. You know. Well, that's what I mean, the internet doctor. Oh, I just think you just go regular ass doctor and be like, let me get some of that testosterone. They give that shit out like candy to boomers. You're not a um, boomer. I'm coming. I'm getting there. That's not how boomer <laughs> works. Uh, eventually, I'll uh, I'll graduate into boomer <laughs> eventually status. Eventually, agent to boomer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right now, um, you're you're just past the cutoff to Generation X, and I'll be there soon. And then <laughs> once you get to be like fifty-five, you're a boomer. <laughs> you remember how like you'd watch um. Adult Swim back in the day, and like the commercials they'd have were like all like Taco Bell, the Phoenix University, uh, money like payday loans and shit. You know, they just assume the fucking Weird bums were watching yeah, it. The, the people, the bums that were watching it, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's two, three in the morning, so yeah, it was, it was either a 14 year old bum or 29 year old bum, you know, they weren't too far off, I guess. I was watching, um, Tubi. Because uh, I, I watched the world of Conoco on TV because they had it, and you know there's commercials. I love TV. Yeah. Um, but it was like two. Or, well, it wasn't that late because I don't stay up that late anymore because I'm, I'm turning into a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was like one or so, and the there's definite change in what commercials it was presenting to me, where it was it was that same sort of shit, and I was like, oh, the algorithm for TV must be somewhat advanced because it was even like giving me like uh local ads and stuff and i was like wow i can get a payday loan <laughs> for the payday wow. that's not coming you know <laughs> it's, you it's gonna, title loan. that's gonna have to be a pretty long loan <laughs> let's uh buy this biden got plans to give out another stimmy or what what's going on with that <laughs> I don't know. Let's see when uh, when the midterms come around. Maybe I'll throw some money my way. See if I can muster up the courage to vote <laughs> yeah. for a Democrat. Maybe wet my beak. I'm not voting for cinema. I'll tell you that right now. You 
I, I mean, if she does like a, um, a cosplay or like a boudoir photo set and puts that up on the internet, I'll vote for her. No, 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 no. I'm not so easily bought. She has to do a complete about face while in that boudoir photo set and pass the minimum wage. She will do an about face and you'll get to see her butthole. Oh, God, I don't want to see that. I bet it's bedazzled. She'll have like a plug in there, like a nice plug, I'm sure. A jewel plug. <laughs> I just don't got it. She would have a bejeweled plug as she uh, yeah, that's votes to down DC statehood. Yeah, that survived for sure. I'm sure she has like, a nice fancy butt plug. Everybody's all up on DC statehood in Puerto Rico. Meanwhile, you know, we can just forget about Guam and the uh, American Samoa. If you go, uh, if you the next like 50 people you interact with in real life, ask them if they know Guam is a U.S. territory. I bet a lot of people I know the, 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 I know the answer to that, Kyle. What the fuck is Guam? From Guam. Yeah. The fuck is Guam? Oh, the Marshall Islands, too. Although I don't know if those are technically inhabited anymore. Probably not. They're all irradiated, aren't they? Isn't no. that where we did the nuclear testing? That was uh, the Bikini Atoll. Oh, that's right. What, that Easter definitely Island is irradiated in Easter Island, too. But, yeah. Well, no, we didn't. Those aren't well. That's how Godzilla was made. We accidentally unleashed Godzilla. It was John Waters' birthday yesterday. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah, John Waters rules. Talked about him a lot on this podcast, so that's all I'll say. Happy birthday, John Waters. Love you. Happy birthday to, to John. Happy birthday to John Waters. John He's the coolest man on the planet. It's John Waters. He's always wearing cool suits. Do, 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 do. A suit you for a monkey man, huh? You know what I mean? You got a sauna about in basketball shorts wherever it's a bit cold, some sweats. That's right. The suits are class warfare, but it's all right when John Waters wears them because he wears fun suits. Pushing His the suits uh, got pushing like color the, on them. Yeah, he's pushing the envelope. Them. He's always got patterned suits and stuff. Whew. Um, what else? What else? Uh, it's almost time to watch uh, the annual rewatch of Scream. Oh, I watched that with. Uh, well, we watched Scream and Scream Two. Then the one with Ryan. Nice. Ryan wore oh, a Halloween shirt to Easter. Ryan is going to become a horror fan. Uh, we got uh for Easter we actually we got him uh The Shining. <gasps> All right, he's gonna Easter, appropriate Easter book. He's gonna be real popular in high school based on my experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not based on my experience. <laughs> yeah, it's He'll right. popular after high school. It's better, yeah, it's better to be into what you're into. And then after, then you get through high school and you're like, ah, now people will like me for who I truly am or I'll fight them. Ooch, with, ooch, with a stick. Ooch. 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 Like an oyster. Oh, yeah. I always watch the scream every year around like whenever like school gets out kind of time, like so May or June, you know what I mean? Like the start of the summer, I always watch scream. I always felt like Scream took place in like the spring. Oh, for some reason, I feel like it's like the end of the school year. Plus, also, it, it, Nick Cave's Red Right Hand is utilized in that song quite a bit. And that song reminds me of driving to the beach with the windows down because the air conditioning in my car doesn't work. Just chain smoking and drinking uh, fucking road sodas with some of my friends. Ooh, you got mm-hmm. spooky news today? I got, I got, I don't got spooky news, but I got. From the weird world of science. All right, yeah, let's hear about. <coughs> oh shit! <coughs> I got spooky news, but let's hear about science first. All right, give me the, the, the title. Well, this is okay. 
uh, I don't in the, mm, I don't know if I want to call this science fact. Um, I'll read the title: Moon Mystery. Colon. Scientists find evidence of a planet encrusted inside the moon. What a planet in a planet inside the moon. That's like exhibit. Remember the um on the computer. Yeah. Rise? We heard a planet. You heard you like planets, so we put a planet in your planet so you can plan it while you plan it. Yeah, that was a meme too. Remember memes? No, I don't remember memes. Remember troll faces and stuff. Meme You're faces. You're the man now, dog. You're the man now, dog. I remember when that shit was popular in like 2010 or whatever, and I remember telling someone like, uh, "This is really going to be a detriment to people's like storytelling ability because instead of being able to actually write out a story, people were just making meme face comics books, yeah. out of it and shit." And I was like, "But in a few years, people are just going to be really shitty at storytelling, like people of our generation." And um, in real life, anecdotally, I have experienced that. I know a lot of people are just really bad at telling stories, which, in my opinion, is one of the worst attributes you can have. <laughs> Being a bad storyteller. Yeah, I absolutely cannot stand it if someone is not able to tell a story very well. It doesn't. I don't like hate him or anything, but it's like, just don't ever tell me a story again. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this from the man in high school is be like, "Hey, Sean, there's a guy at school and he has purple pants." <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you got to practice. <laughs> I feel like my only real talent in life at this point is like my I can talk really well. You know what I mean? I'm really good at talking. And that's it. So I had to <laughs> practice all those years. That's all I got going for. People think I'm smart and shit at work all the time. Nah, that's it. This I'm not smart. I can just fucking talk really well. Just be talking I, around you. I just pretend in the around. <laughs> yeah, I just talk really good, and you get tricked. <laughs> you fools! You absolute buffoons! You peons! I'm just a flim flam man. You've been flim flammed. <laughs> you, you got flim flammed. What is, you got? You get? You got Shanghai. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know if I'll read this whole thing, but you you, 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 you stop me when you got the gist of it. You gotta get the highlights in. Scientists found evidence of a chunk of another world buried deep inside Earth's moon. Earth's relationship with the moon, our world's faithful companion, goes back mm -hmm. quite extensively in history. And erotically. Imagine. It all begins some 3.5 billion years ago when our solar system was unrecognizable. And unlike it is today, back then, a world of approximately the same size as Mars is thought to have crashed into early Earth. Forming the planet we see today. Scientists. Wait, that's like a pretty common theory. Maintain. We're not done yet. Maintain oh, yeah. that only did this alien world fuse with our planet, giving birth to a new world and probably prepping it for life. But a massive piece of the cosmic collision is thought to have ended up in space, eventually sucking up surrounding debris and forming what we know as the moon. <laughs> the above story is part of so-called giant impact hypothesis where a planet called Thea crashed into Earth. The giant impact hypothesis has been the preferred explanation in the scientific world of how the planet we live on today came to be and how we have a massive moon orbiting our world. Moon. Yeah, isn't our moon um specifically pretty big for a moon? Yeah, and also... Uh, so I have someone that I don't know if this is true satellite years and years ago. So I, I'd have to, um, well, I mean for proportionally anyways. Yeah. But, um, it's like the, the roughly it would fit the moon. If you broke it apart, it would fit in like the Pacific ocean or something. Like that. The moon loves the ocean. 
Or I guess the moon maybe is the your, ocean. The moon the is your friend, and it knows everything about you. The ocean loves. Maybe the ocean loves the moon because it's always like, yeah, because the, the the ocean simps for the moon. <laughs> the ocean is under the spell of the moon, just like me. I, you know, I eat the moon's ass like an oyster. <laughs> the moon. Man on the moon. So what's the um, what's the shocking new details of moon in a moon? Oh shit! I don't remember. Homie, was that <laughs> it? My, my spot. Uh, we found parts of Thea in the moon or something. That's uh, that. I mean, I feel like uh, scientists already hypothesized all that. Yeah, but then, damn it, I don't know where the, there's some other parts in there. This is what happens. Damn, damn train of thoughts. According this is to a recently published paper, we found traces of chunk Thea buried chunk deep Thea. the moon. Oh no, chunky Thea. All however is not clear. Scientific models suggest that between 70 to 90% of our moon should have been made up of the reformed planet Thea. But when humankind set foot hmm. on the moon during the Apollo missions and gathered samples from the moon, the analysis showed that the lunar samples and oxygen samples were quite similar to terrestrial oxygen isotopes and very different from the oxygen isotopes scattered throughout the various cosmic objects in our solar system. See, that's the theory I've always remembered is that um, the moon is basically just a piece of the Earth. Yeah, that's why I thought there's we had a collision with some other celestial object and Not part of us got knocked out. That's the part that the Thea planet shit is the part. Uh, that like, this is stupid. Yeah, it's, I always thought it was just a piece of the earth that got knocked away. And that's why the earth loves it so much. She was like, no, my dick. My dick, <laughs> my dick for love. I'm like a goddamn I always, spider. Uh, I always equated to uh, a Zeus and um, uh, Athena. Not Athena. What's the. Hera? the Hera. No, Hera's his wife. The one that came out of his brain. Oh, that's Athena. It is Athena. Is it Athena? Damn it. Yeah, he had a headache and Athena came out. <laughs> I second guess myself. <laughs> is, I, I remember about, about Greek mythology. I forgot <laughs> this part, though. Uh, Zeus had swallowed um, his consort, uh, Metis, because that's, he... He was worried. That part's that he, not important. That part's funny because Zeus is just a wild man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it oh, at goose. the time, but like in my twenties and early, yeah, my twenties, I was I was modeling my life after Zeus. Apparently, <laughs> I frequently turn myself into geese. <laughs> just a real, my real just wild man. Assault people. Yeah, so he uh, he ate Athena's mother, and then Athena was like, "Fuck that! I'm getting, I'm still getting born." Yeah. <laughs> Greek mythology is pretty tight. <laughs> All right, what's your uh, crazy spooky news? Oh shit! Mysterious death with sinister UFO connections. Semicolon. My mine's got a semicolon too. Fatal encounters. <laughs> Mine had a whole colon, not a semicolon. My semicolon is the two dots, right? No, that's a colon. Semicolon's the ones what got a comma at the bottom. Oh, are you sure? I'm positive. I thought it was the opposite, and I was always upset that it was the opposite. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, if I'm wrong, then my degree is worthless. Oh yeah, you're right. Haha, <laughs> it's worth a penny. See, there you go. There's that's uh, there's an example you can cite for me not actually being that smart. Just I just have the ability to talk very well. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remember grandma. Or- over the years, decades. What's a participle? What's a gerund? A participle? What about a participant? 
Ooh, that's what do you participate in? Those are particles that wear pants. <laughs> Over the uh, years, and participated decades. In fact, there have been claims to the effect that more than a few people in the UFO field have been murdered for what they knew. That's right, you peons. Every week, I risk my life bringing to you guys the truth. To risk my life, day, to tell you true stories. Some sort of mysterious car accident. Any day I can be killed in some sort of mysterious, definitely a suicide. We're talking about those who allegedly got too close to the truth and just had to be exterminated by the likes of the men in black and hired assassins. There's no doubt this is one of the most controversial angles of ufology, I guess. For that reason, it's a topic that should be examined carefully, very carefully. Uh, today, I'm going to share with you a number of such cases, such cases that, as I see it, are worth addressing. The uh, first one we got here, this is the about the very first Secretary of Defense, a man named James Forrestal. From the, he jumped from the 16th floor of the Bethesda Naval Hospital in Maryland on May 22nd, 1949. The rumor is uh, he was driven mad by the secret UFO, UFO knowledge that he was privy to by being the first Secretary of Defense. Okay, oh. whoa. Before oh. there was Secretary of Defense, he was just called the Secretary of War and it existed since the uh, creation of the, the, the country. Yeah, but this is 1949. Um, what year was the Roswell UFO crash? Oh, uh, 47, I believe, right? Yeah, but why is it suddenly like, oh, all right, we got a Secretary of Defense. Tell them everything you know about aliens. Because they were told him about Roswell and he Did they not tell blew his mind. This isn't about war. This is about defense. Yeah, we well, we got we don't make war with UFOs. We defend against them, or something. I mean, the whole reason they changed the name they just changed the name because like Secretary of War sounds too threatening. Yeah, but <laughs> after World War II, they're like, yeah, yeah mm, let's change that. Let's change that, but not change any of the ways we operate. Well, actually, uh, they in made some ways they got worse. Yeah. Yeah. you're right. They did did quite a bit of changing after that. <laughs> Um, I, I, we can talk about this at another point if you want, but like, I, I hate the argument a lot of conservatives make for the Second Amendment because uh, if you go back and read what the Founding Fathers thought, the whole reason for the Second Amendment is to not have a standing army. So if you really believe in the Founding Fathers and the Constitution... You defund the military? You, you defund the military. Oh, hell, hell yeah, man. I fucking... I don't know if it's a good idea to completely defund the military and then still let everyone else have guns, though, but that might be pretty tight. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure if I agree or disagree with that, actually, because I don't like the military either. And then I also have mixed feelings about um, gun ownership, so I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know I don't why know. you would. There's been no problem with it in this country. I don't know. Sure. Um, a ufologist will tell you that Forrestal a man with a mind filled with sur- swirling secrets was overwhelmed by the dark <laughs> alien swirling. secrets he suddenly found himself burned with. And twirling, spinning secrets. So, um, always pirouetting in his mind. The, 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 the only thing we know for sure is that just a couple of months before Forrestal's life was no more, he told his longtime friend, William O. Douglas, not O. Douglas says like an Irish name, but William O. o. Period o. Douglas. <laughs> I don't think O. Douglas, I don't think that exists anymore. <laughs> Douglas is like a Nordic name, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Duggan and Dugan and Deegan. Those are all Irish names. Uh, oh. Uh, an associate justice of the Supreme Court. Uh, well, oh, William O. Douglas was also an associate justice of the Supreme Court. So that's cool. 
Um, he forestall told him, Bill, something awful is about to happen to me. And then something awful did happen. He jumped to his death from a building. <laughs> Seems like he might he might have been just going through a rough patch. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's one of those things, you know. Um that's, that's how uh, people I have a vision uh, suicidal talk. Yeah. I have a vision that something bad's gonna happen to me next week on Tuesday around six when my gun comes in the mail. <laughs> Is he the very first fatal victim of UFO cover up? Maybe. Case number two. Ooh. Danny Casalaro. From the late 1980s to early 1990s, Casalaro claimed he was hot on the trail of what he called the octopus. Similar to Hydra. Are you familiar with Hydra? Mm, no. I'm more yes. of a fan of the Serpent Society. From your, from, reunion. from your funny books. Um, <laughs> his he, he came up with this idea called the octopus. It was said to have been a worldwide organization with tentacles that reached all across the world, hence the term oh. octopus. They manipulated major events, made murders look like suicide. Octopus is, is very, and even sound sought, very threatening. They even squid, though, thought to have sought to have us all under some kind of new world Ooh, order. The Kraken. Ooh, even better. Whoa, I am the head of the Kraken. Always come against the Kraken's tentacle. I don't know. All that shit's pretty lame. And this guy just stole his idea from a comic book. He's not a very good writer. <laughs> well, he's probably into memes. Yeah. He's a real Elon Musk over here. Real musky Elon. Yeah, that's going to be sad on our live. Elon Musk is opening monologue is going to be a series of memes. Now, what's going to be tight is his opening monologue is going to be him like awkwardly mumbling through some uh, shitty dialogue with his gobbledygook accent. And then he'll probably, he'll probably start lactating, to be honest. Oh, that's xenophobic and toxic masculine. I don't know. He just, he's, every time I see him, he's got like the, he's wearing a tight, too tight shirt for the fact that he has clear um, glandular problem, you know? I swear he looks like he's about to lactate all the time. <laughs> it's a glandular problem. I always think when he, someone says that, I always think of Pitt's name. I have a glandular problem. I'm pretty sweaty. It's also hot someone who's right next now. to you for like eight years. Yeah, I know. I'm a furnace. I keep the ladies warm. Not in the summertime, though. They're like, you can't keep sleep with me. <laughs> you gotta sleep on the couch. <clears throat> uh, it was the summer of 1991, specifically August 1st of that year, when the body well, of the middle... That's a big gap. Middle-aged man was... Dis- what? No, he was a writer in the 80s and the 90s. We're talking about Castellara. No, I mean, like, this, the first one was in the 40s, the second one's in the 90s? I mean, they're, they're killing other people back then or whatever. I mean, it's all in there. It's all intertwined or whatever. <laughs> um, you got your Illuminati New World Order, Satanism, rewriting code DNA with your ribonucleic acid and your spike proteins. Oh, no, all that shit's not usually wrapped up in ufology. ufology. Yet, man. Yet. Yeah, I guess if you probably go to like the Reddit conspiracy subreddit, they probably have it all intertwined because they have very um, juvenile thinking. Some people would say it's like conspiratorial thinking, paranoid thinking, but I think it's like when you got a baby brain and you're like, everything's like a movie. 
Yeah, yeah, that's kind of my like everything has to be connected because that's mm-hmm. the only way they make sense to me. Because <laughs> I don't know if God exists, but there's definitely someone who composed a very tight narrative for how the world operates. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so they found the body of a middle aged man in a hotel room in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Or is that a Sheraton Inn? Oh, that's, that's where all the high power folks there. Uh, his body was lying in the shower. It was a grim sight for the maid to that made the discovery. Man, the writing on this website is so bad. I have pointed out every there time. was poop all over him. He was um, covered in the duties. He actually committed suicide. He slid his wrist incredibly deep. He had no. He would have had no time to even find help. He had slid his wrist so terribly. That's not how it works. I don't know. Fucking whatever. Uh, no so how deep you slit it, you know what I mean? It's the same, whatever. Uh, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. If you don't get help pretty quick from slitting your wrist, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole thing. <laughs> um, so they it didn't take more than a few minutes for hotel staff to figure out who exactly the man was, probably because he was checked in the hotel. Um, <laughs> but uh, His ID uh, and credit card. And- yeah. It was, so anyways, yeah, they asked the front desk, and yeah, it was Danny Castellaro, the author of fucking UFOs and the Octopus. He was a investigative journalist of the Woodward and Bernstein variety. Does that uh, ring home to you? <laughs> Woodward and Bernstein are both arguing against that, right? <laughs> Suicide is always a terrible tragedy, and not just for the victim, but also for those left behind who have to pick up the pieces. Yes, yeah, uh, that's true. Not really important for the story, though. Good writing. But was Castellero's death really just a suicide that it appeared to be? Oh, God. Even worse writing. What's interesting is um, he had built his entire life around this paranoid delusion of the octopus, and then someone decided to make it look like he committed suicide. Huh. <laughs> with, with an octopus? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, I don't know. Maybe, oh, maybe his, his way of thinking may have had something to do with his emotional state. I don't know. Maybe it was the CIA, though, huh? <laughs> probably, probably those men in black. Fucking Yeah. Smith. yeah. I mean, I realize the CIA is absolutely up to nefarious deeds all the time, but um, a guy who wrote a UFO book, even if he was close to the truth, it's still like in a real niche subject that probably like 500 people read. Think CIA is going to go out of the way to uh, stage a suicide? <laughs> no, they're, they're too busy running <laughs> drugs in South America. Or overthrowing entire fucking governments in South America. <laughs> Nah, we gotta oh, not just there, the Middle we East, get, yeah, Africa, the Golden South, yeah, everywhere. We know we got to get that guy. He wrote a book that was almost as close to uh, the real truth of the Kraken. <laughs> uh, many people in the field of conspiracy theorizing doubted the official theory of Castellero's death, despite uh, this is me editorializing, despite being there, no, there being no evidence to the contrary. <laughs> This is like, so there was that one journalist who was investigating, um, like, sex trafficking within the United States government, and they found him in a bag having been shot in the back of the head twice, and it was ruled a suicide. So, like, that's fucking suspicious, right? <laughs> a little. This dude maybe committing a suicide is, like, I don't know, it's not on the same level. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it really isn't. But, so, I mean, what are you going to do? You UFO people. Yes. Castellaro uh, has said he had proof of the existence of uh, the secret group known as the Majestic 12. Are you familiar with this uh, UFO conspiracy thing? Mm, it sounds familiar, but maybe I'm just thinking of Magnificent Seven. 
Yeah, they're a secret cabal of influencers, politicians, who knows what, government uh, officials of some kind. Beyonce. They oversaw. Yeah, they oversaw the Area Fifty One situation and Ro- Roswell, and then they. Uh, depending, yeah, depending on dead who. Now. <laughs> depending on who you ask about it, they're also responsible for like the. Johnson and infra uh, administration's uh, pact with the Greys to allow human experimentation and blah, you know, X Files shit. Um, but he apparently this uh, Castellero guy he, he said he had proof that the Majestic Twelve existed, and they're actively working on disinformation campaigns and all that sort of shit. A lot of UFO ufologists don't believe the Majestic Twelve exists. They in fact think that the Majestic Twelve, 12 itself. Is a disinformation. Is a disinformation. Oh my god! Yeah. So many <laughs> By early 1991, Castellero's head was spinning, which is hardly surprising. Unfortunately, Castellero did not live to see the truth of the of the octopus unveiled. <laughs> yeah, because <he>, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Probably <laughs> the mouth of the kraken has got to him first. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, while Castellero's death could have been due to suicide, certainly that's what it looked like. There were solid and valid reasons to suggest that his death was due to something very different. And then he goes on to list, um, let's see here, none of those reasons. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Again, it's crack writing all around. My thing with this website, and I like doing the spooky news because I am into like esoteric spooky shit. I don't necessarily buy into most of it, but I think it's fun and interesting. The reason I've been shitting on this story and some of the other ones quite extensively is because of how bad the writing is. Like this whole article is supposed to be convincing you that there's something more to these stories than whatever they appear to be. And then it provides no additional information beyond the official story. So it's like, what the fuck are you writing? <laughs> right? Like, what is this even about? Uh, the third story. Uh, they, they, I've grew up reading, writing and reading listicles. So this is what I know. Yeah. Uh, also, I couldn't post a meme. <laughs> yeah. Uh, third story is about Miriam Bush, who was uh, she's reported normally to be um, a nurse at the Roswell Army uh, Hospital or whatever, but she's actually some type of uh, executive secretary at the Roswell facility. So she does, in fact, have more clout than people usually claim. So supposedly she was involved in the Roswell cover up and it drove her mad. She eventually turned to the bottle, became an alcoholic. <laughs> She was in a loveless marriage, and she let Roswell dominate her mind. She couldn't get it out of her mind. She became an alcoholic, and then eventually, she killed herself. Oh no, someone killed her. Well, no, yeah, she actually in December of 1989, she took off for San Jose, California, checked into a local motel under her sister's name, which is kind of weird. Um, the the implication there being <laughs> that's my plan. I'll check into my local hotel under uh, my sister's name. Uh, the implication there is that uh, she was concerned that she was being watched at that point or being followed or investigated of some kind. Okay. Um, so, yeah, whatever. Uh, the next day, she was found dead in, in her motel room. A plastic bag was uh, tied around her neck tightly, and there were marks on her arms, which indicated a struggle ligature mark. Despite the evidence suggesting she was murdered, the official conclusion was bu- that Bush had taken her own life. See, that one's a little bit more suspicious. A little bit, but we, we have literally just this writer's word for 
for it and it's like a one line oh there's ligature marks and the bag was tied which doesn't necessarily mean anything yeah you can kill yourself with the bag you can can tie a bag over your head and then regret it and at the last second and not be able to untie it i feel like if i was gonna well i wouldn't do that method anyways because i'm a real man if i'm gonna decide i'm jumping off something no, I'm a real man. I'm going to do an aggressively violent suicide so it affects everyone involved. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm trying to... Uh, okay, well, I guess I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to do the old Hemingway. But, um... I, feel uh, like I if, heard you paint houses. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you... In that situation with the bag, um, it seems like a pretty shitty way to die. And it's not yeah. instantaneous, so you probably might, are going to want to back out of it anyways when it gets to that point. Maybe like have some sort of object nearby just in case, so you can you know cut the bag open. <laughs> yeah, but I think you're you're you don't you're thinking you you're, you're sure you want to do it at the start. You know, it's like those people that jump off like the Golden Gate Bridge and survive. They're like, oh, I was so sure until right before. Right before. Yeah, that's what I mean. I I was thinking I'm like pragmatic enough that even if I like I'm gonna kill myself now, I'm like, mm, but just in case. <laughs> that's why. I, if I was gonna kill myself, I probably I just feel like it's got to be like instantaneous. You know what I mean? No backing out now, blammo. That's what they say. Even that's not one hundred percent. Yeah, that's true. There was um, I forget who. It was. You don't want to be one of those people. She was a woman in a punk band that tried to kill herself, and instead, just her her head really bad. <laughs> it was never the same. No, I think I'll just uh, I'll just see how how this all ends. Oh uh, yeah, it's not gonna no, be better. Yeah, no, like my suicidal ideation kind of um, the healthier I've got into my thirties, that's kind of gone away. Sometimes, like uh, my immediate like knee jerk reaction to some things is like I'll just fucking kill myself. <laughs> but like I don't, uh, it's not something I dwell on quite as much as I used to, which was like all the time in my twenties and stuff. So at this point, I am just kind of like, I guess I'll ride this shit out and see how bad it gets. <laughs> you made it halfway, basically. Yeah. Also, at this point, I've talked about it before. Is like now I just I'm like I'd love for the world to get better, but secretly part of me is also like I want to be right. <laughs> <laughs> I told you all. I knew it as soon as the Bitcoin mining started. I knew it was over. Uh, there's a final one here with uh, Morris K. Jessup, who also wrote a book called The Case Jessup. for the UFO. Jessup. That seems like such a southern name. Jessup. I'm guessing it's probably English, right? Because down around Appalachia, that's where they have like the very English names, but you don't you associate them with like Appalachia, but they're actually, hey, it's me, Lord Jessup. Hmm. Well, usually they're like, oh, my parents, my family wasn't allowed in England anymore, so here I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they talk a bit more like Michael Caine. That's all I think they sound bo- like a Boston <laughs> accent. Actually, actually, the um now the southern accent is most similar to what English people would have sounded like. I, at I, the I, time I just when I read a, um, I read. Oh, I guess was, this is Revolutionary Times, but the Boston accent is the closest to what English English accent would have sounded like during the Revolutionary War. Either way, it's it's grim. Yeah, um, wait, wait. He had to kick the shit out of you, Americans. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Morse K. Jessup, he wrote a book called The Case for the UFO. His book is was basically um, just like theoretical physics kind of stuff. He was trying to hypothesize how UFOs could exist, like use it, what anti-gravity could be, et cetera, et cetera. And then the claim here is that um, he was so close to the truth of disco- uncovering 
the actual truth of reverse engineered Uncle Sam UFO alien ships that he had to be killed. Uh, he also, um, it was a situation that appears to be suicide. He did that old uh, um, sad, broken, divorced dad suicide where he uh, ran the hose from his tailpipe into his car. Ah. Yeah. So I guess that one would be easy to set up and stage by the CIA yeah, or know, the MIB yeah. or the NFL. Uh, from what I understand, too, also fairly peaceful way to go. Yeah, you just kind of go to sleep, I think, right? Yep. yep. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's it. But, uh, I mean, he wrote a book about the uh, hypothetical <laughs> sort of style of aerial flight, and the government killed him for it. Made it look like suicide. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So once again, uh, you peons, every week I I bring you the hard-hitting truth, and I'm risking my life. The CIA is going to come for me. They're going to send one of their goddamn operatives. Fucking give us money so we can afford security cams and guard dogs, which we're just probably going to play fetch with and cuddle. No, we need to. We need a a compound to protect us from the government before they send in one of their agents. Fucking. Ben Roethlisberger. Right, I want to. I want to compound with like a pond or like a swimming hole. Well, no, a moat full of crocodiles. <laughs> no, I want no crocodile. I kind of said I need to swim in it. Did you see that video of the dude who has um like an emotional support alligator, or crocodile, or whatever? He has a really friendly crocodile. No, I did not. And I don't. We'll just it. have a bunch of friendly crocodiles in the moat. You can swim well, with what's them. The, what's the point? They're, well, we'll train them like dogs. They won't be friendly to outsiders. <laughs> Reptiles are pretty smart, smarter than you think. Uh, the joke of the reptilian brain is there for a reason. Yeah, but humans have like a lot of weird concepts about animal intelligence that are um, every day being com- uh, proved completely wrong. It's almost like it's just a facade to make us feel uh, less bad about killing them and stuff all the time. Uh, it's more like it's just a facade to make us think that we're uh, somehow better than animals and that uh, we're not just running around like idiots the same way, you know, like uh, a monkey does. Yeah, but they they have a better life, I think. I absolutely would return to monkey eh, as the meme some goes. Some monkeys do. I think it'd be great for my only daily concern to just find, like, food and water and, like, nice place i mean technically that's really your only daily concern now yeah but it's so convoluted you know (laughs) i have to know all this and it's not a clear path yeah i have to know all this extra information it's like um you know like say today you're like i'm gonna play world of warcraft but it's at this point they're like seven expansions deep and there's all this like extra bullshit you know like third outside information that you would need to like you'd have to study to be able to play like an mmorpg that far in its development cycle or whatever right all this extra bullshit that's that's what daily life feels like to me now this is all <laughs> this fluff and extra bullshit that i don't care about that i have to do i was like no fuck that i just want to go fucking kill giant rats in freeport everquest forever <laughs> <laughs> i you know i i don't think um Living like a monkey, going out there and you know finding your own food and water is as easy as killing rats in Freeport. Because killing rats in Freeport, is fucking easy as shit. Yeah, no, not at all. But I, I think just the, to exist simply to solve your biological needs seems now camping the Snorlax pit. That seems much more, fu- much more fulfilling in some way to me than being like, well. 
hopefully someday I can make $50,000 a year. All right. Well, then I, there's a yeah, you want to live up near Folsom Lake in California? There's 5.9 acres out there. That found um, uh, a place I, for like 1.4 million that already had its own uh, fucking weed greenhouse on it. Like 1.4 million. Uh, why is dad looking for 1.4 million? I, well, he looks for regular <laughs> shit too, but he just like showed me that one because he's like, if we buy this one, we'll make the money back in a few years because it already has I, its own grow operation. <laughs> my plan is buy a few acres. Mm-hmm. Bees. You get so many bees. tax incentives for keeping bees these days. And you, and then you know profit. Hey, did I, I see I, one of uh, this week's mass shooters was a beekeeper? I don't know. I didn't. Was he? Fuck! Someone made a joke about that or something. There's so many of them. <laughs> it's not a laughing matter, but it is. Are you familiar with the concept of uh, absurdity or Albert Camus? Uh, <laughs> Strongly uh, have. Uh, Mr. Camus. Yeah, that's uh, so far. This is the only way I've seen to find, seem to have been able to live my life at this point. Just like, ah, ha, 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 like 15 years. Yeah, I just laugh about everything. What the absurdity of it all. Ha, ha. What a great stage show, Mr. Shakespeare. So the, I guess the message of this week's episode is nothing's true and nothing's real except for monkey life. For life. Monkey life for life. Monkey. Monkey. Monkey life for, for, for life. Remember when uh, NWO had their own pay-per-view sold out? Yeah, so old out. Remember when they took over the Sunday show and it was in black and white? That was pretty cool for like that was like that would be a good gimmick for like one episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a Sunday show which no one watched. Yeah, they got in. Uh, NW got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. You know, for rest, WrestleMania, <laughs> it was just Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, X Pac, and Hogan. Which I guess oh, that's I like fucking surprised Kevin Nash over that. But I guess it's like, yeah, I'll, you know, I fucking I was when I was watching it though I was like. They should have at least got Conan in there, right? That would have been oh, dope. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Did Conan ever wrestle in WWE? Nah, they didn't want him. Oh, yeah, that sucks, huh? Conan is dope. This is dope, man. I think he's like sick now, though. He's got a podcast with sick. Disco Inferno, but I think he's got like kidney problems and liver problems and shit. Too many tequila sunrises, probably. I'm getting he probably was living pretty hard when he was wrestling down in Mexico and he was like the whole Kogan of Mexico. Man, he's probably fucking what a life that was probably. Oof. Dope. He <laughs> 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 lives so fast and he dies so young. <laughs> yeah. All right. Professional wrestling. It's crazy. This podcast, man, is is crazy. This podcast, I consider it over the top. Oh, over the top. I consider it. I think we hold no bars. Oh, I think we <laughs> Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a suburban commando. And also, it's time to terminate or this podcast. So go to vhscult.com, kvlt.com. Follow us on uh, the podcast app you're using whatever it is follow us and rate us and review us but only for five to 100 stars whatever the best amount whatever of, the maximum amount of stars are and that's whatever the rating is give or us thumbs is anybody use thumbs anymore yeah like and subscribe hit that bell thumbs. hit that bell you peons you gotta you gotta smash little. that like it liking button smash it 
Yeah, smash the liking button to turn into a werewolf, you fucking peons. VHS Cult.